0: So my idea, in Flint, there was a guy who was a retired auto worker, and he was building what he called Flint Stonehenge in his backyard. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah, yeah. His name's Wally Wallington. He, he looks like a, just a fat, old, white guy, like John Goodman right, or something. Right. So he's it's not a fit month. guy, and he uses basically wooden tracks and uh stones he doesn't use ropes and pulleys to push around these like 10 ton concrete blocks all by himself all by himself and he claims that his techniques could have been used to build stonehenge and possibly pyramids and he thinks that it would take like a tenth of the amount of people is has been previously proposed in like science documentaries and science papers and stuff one of the things he builds is he builds these wooden tracks that are like sawtooth shaped. And uh, you can take a square block and roll it on these tracks. Huh. Is that like lubed up or something? I no. Know. I don't think so. How's it uh, some stone to the track? He was helicopter <laughs> oh, drop it in. <laughs> I'll move it the next five feet on this track. He was creating, setting the concrete himself. Mixing it up? He's mixing it himself. That doesn't seem economical. That I mean, sounds no. like energy wasted. That's it a does. podcast. It does. <laughs> so the ones that he was demonstrating with, he said that were 1.5 tons, and they were about 3 foot square, kind of a little rectangular, but about 3 foot by 3 foot. The ones for stone hands were about 15 foot long by yeah. 3 foot by 3 foot. Uh-huh. And he said they weighed 10.5 tons. And so he, he invented a wooden contraption to, to lift them up and tip them over too which was kind of like a seesaw. So he'd walk on top of it, tip it a little bit to the side. He had like buckets full of cement. And once it tipped to one side, he'd slide a board under it. And then he'd walk on top of it to the other side, tip it the other way, slide a board under the other side. And uh, so it would yeah, so probably just take and him like days, weeks to do one stone, something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but he's got time.
0: But it's one that's true. Why waste your precious time on Earth? You know,
1: my grandfather drank, you know. <laughs> 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 Choose your poison.
0: <laughs> he has a website called The Forgotten Technology. I have some video that I got from YouTube. You can just YouTube uh, the Forgotten Technology Stonehenge. This is a 60-second video. This oh, is yeah. him lifting a block up. This is the height of the Stonehenge block. That's him rolling the rectangular block. Oh, now trout. I kind of get what you mean. Oh, it's, oh, I see.
1: So it's always got to be the same shape block then.
0: Yeah, it's a special shape to oh, a yeah. Picture's worth a thousand words. And another thing he does is he, he'll put like a little, this. he's got like a little stone underneath the block.
1: Okay, so now he's rotating, what, just like a pebble or rotate. something like that? that
0: yeah. See there, he's he's moving. Ah, that's the,
1: amazing. That's tons of that ton, That's tons of concrete. That's amazing.
0: Ten point five tons, I think he said it was. Man. And he also moved an entire pole barn, three hundred feet uh, across his yard, just his manpower, just by rotating it on like a uh, ball bearing type thing in the middle. You should sell that to the Amish. I must be all over that. that's probably where he got it. <laughs> so my idea is to use his techniques to build a giant pyramid in Detroit. I, I call it the uh, Detroit Pyramid.
1: Why a pyramid?
0: Well because uh, of, Why Detroit? <laughs> well nobody will go to Flint.
1: <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> Detroit's coming back.
0: So the idea is that it would be it would help so revitalize of 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 Detroit. That would be cool. Part of it was I thought, well, maybe some of the like the uh old buildings that they're tearing down, maybe they could reuse some of those materials. Yeah, it, you know, that wouldn't be a bad
1: idea because right, I mean, now they're just going in the landfills, which the best thing they can do with those is create snow ski
0: resorts out of them. Yeah, I don't know uh, if they can pound down concrete and if they can sort of build I think it you, back together or something. I think you,
1: you can pr- well, if you pound it down or it just becomes it just beca- yeah, you can pound, you can pound it down. They, they have the strength they have, they have machinery that can pound that stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you should see. Well, they just did 275. They pounded all that stuff down and, and just basically took shovels and carted it off. You know, big steam shovels, but I mean, shovels nonetheless. It wasn't one kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it? Wasn't this guy? Could have been a lot cheaper. Could, <laughs> could have close been this. For longer. Could have been this guy. He would have. He would have <laughs> he done would have it, but have it would taken him. nine years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have pissed people off.
0: <laughs> the Detroit Pyramid, I'd want it to be close enough to downtown that you can see it in the skyline. Do you have done. a spot for it specifically? No.
1: You know what I'm thinking? They're going to be clearing out a lot of space for the new bridge, the new Gordie Hill oh, Bridge. Right. And I bet I bet there'd be, a, if you were able to get that land.
0: So I thought, well, it would be a tourist attraction when it's done, but the bigger tourist attraction would be while it's being, w- built. While it's being built. The fun part is watching them move those blocks. Yeah. So you get a small team of workers. You think you'd apprentice with that guy. That like no, no, no. Hey, game?
1: take that even further and have a game show, like a reality show made out of it, where like teams oh, yeah, are going against each money. other. What's it gonna get <laughs> Maybe, yeah, Exactly. exactly. Get you, go Good get show. that. Go get that Michigan Film and Television incentive money.
0: So, so yeah, you could have like a little station for kids where they have like foam blocks that they can roll with. <laughs> <kill laughs> yeah. I love so, that. It'd be like a, a museum educational thing. Uh, the money made by the tourism part could fund the, the farther development of it, so it might be self-sustaining or close, especially if you're reusing materials and getting grants and things.
1: If, if we built a pyramid out of waste, I mean stuff that was going to be just put back into landfills anyway, well, that would be huge. People would come to do it. There'd be so many eco-geeks, you know, that were oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at what you can do. You can do something that, they'll come to make it a tourist attraction just so that they can do it in their town, you know. Look at what
0: they did in Detroit. If they can do it in Detroit, we can do it here. Yeah. Another thing that I thought work. about franchise is uh, franchising. And yeah. another thing I thought about was just people who want exercise. <laughs> <because> <laughs> 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 if you think about it, special gym memberships. <laughs> well, they, you would, they wouldn't pay, but they would maybe do it. Volunteer for free. I got you. And there's a myth called the myth of Sisyphus. Uh-huh. And it's a man punished in the afterlife being forced to push a block, a up, block up, up a hill. Only to have it rolled back it down. down. It roll back and down. then he has to start over. Okay. Yep. And if you look at what exercise is in the gym, you're basically using a machine to push a block up and down. But you don't even get the self satisfaction of the delusion of getting something done as it's going up the hill. So, it's even worse than. than. might as well have all the energy to go to something. And yeah, and part, part of the reason show why. your kids have built that gym. You can't. If, the reason why you go to gyms is because it's at a set location uh-huh. and you can make it part of a routine as opposed to like trying uh-huh. to do things to help people to get exercise, like Habitat for Humanity. There's no reliable way to build it into your routine because it's all over the place. Yeah. But, if it's this place and it happens to be near where you live and you could make it part of your routine people might be willing to volunteer and then you could have like tourists could maybe help a little bit they could get their name on a plaque or something if they helped so that no, might the, the, be a way what to... You, what
1: you really do is you go to the make-a-wish people and find out some kid that wants to like build a mini pyramid or something like that, make it part of that you know? there's, there's <laughs> then you can attach your name to fundraisers and Right. Right. I mean, what you, and then after you get the pyramid built, you can have that uh, like a backdrop for a concert, you know, where anytime you're raising money for somebody somewhere, like there's a flood or an earthquake or something like that, you just
0: have that pyramid in the background or something. Yeah, that's one thing I, th- I thought about. America Park, could you put it somewhere where you can see it past the... Oh, I think you've got to
1: make it big enough so that you can see it anywhere in the city. I mean, but there's you, enough land and enough crap, that can enough garbage yeah. that can be used
0: so I looked at where Comerica Park is, and the upper deck is pointing straight downtown and yep. then towards the river. So yep. I tried to Google, like, abandoned buildings and see if there's any abandoned skyscraper blocks there. Now you want,
1: you want. I already
0: bought up all the cheap land on the other side of the freeway. Yeah,
1: and, you, and, and I'm telling you, you don't need an attraction there. I mean, there's three sports teams that play downtown, major League sports team. Right. There's an art Institute, everything. There's an art Institute. Detroit, is, there's the Institute. there's uh, three or four major worldwide corporations with their headquarters down there. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking you could almost see see if you could find out where the auto companies are looking. Because Dodgetown and uh, the border of uh, Hamtramck in Detroit and the East Jefferson plant, those are all neighborhoods. And those are all places that have deteriorated so bad. That they were able to buy those and get public domain authority over the ones that are people wouldn't move. And you just take an area like that and just get a large one. You know, I'm thinking Brightmoor is an area like that now where you just drive through there and you're going, you know, these people that are still live here, why? You know, why don't,
0: why don't they just get out and get uh, they're, something? Yeah, they're real stubborn, like they'll try to get them in yeah, one area and yeah, said no. Yeah, and that would, this would
1: be perfect for that. If you got this whole area, then what you're doing is. If nobody buys it, then you start your pyramid there. But start with the base, make it nice and wide, so you got places to go. I mean, you want to make it so that people can go inside of it, you know, like have an exhibit where people line up to go through it and climb to the top, so that when they see the top, it's like going to the top of Washington Monument, and you can see, you know, you can see six states from up here or something, you know, that type of thing. But I mean, I think there's, I think there's land that you can do that and make a pretty significant pyramid. You're in Detroit, kill that guy, no,
0: <laughs> what guy is that? <laughs> the, the old guy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's not gonna do it by himself. We're uh, not gonna or, have him do it. I don't think I'm he's gonna, gonna give up Stonehenge. I know like doing, you're
1: doing. Let him do Stonehenge <laughs> and Flint. I'm talking about Tom Walma's idea. Well, he's gotta cool of How many guys are doing
0: this? I'm not sure it's this guy going is still so alive. His website is you know. pretty old. <laughs> I bought his video like. 10 years ago. is he trying to teach how to build a pyramid? I thought, well, this guy's cool. I'll support him a little bit. I bought his $15. DVD.
1: I love you, Tom. They're so great. <laughs> um,
0: so one last thing on my idea. So I Googled Detroit Pyramid to see if anything came
1: Anybody up. else has already done it. <laughs> and when did, you, when did you know somebody already got the website? Somebody's already got com, right? And
0: it came up with an article. I can't believe it came up with something this old. There was an engineer in 1906... I love this. ...who proposed building a pyramid, a giant pyramid in Detroit. And his plan wow. was to use limestone. And I I Googled... Michigan limestone, oh, and yeah. at the time, the biggest yeah. limestone mine in the world was in, was in Michigan. Michigan. Yep, I remember. Oh, been, it, not, it's in I northern Michigan. I remember, really I remember that. I remember that
1: from school. That's the type of stuff they used I to know. teach us in
0: school. And it, it's still active. It's still one of the like top fifteen limestone mines in the world. So they could maybe use the limestone, or maybe use old materials from buildings they're tearing down, or whatever. But either way, there's a history there. That you could incorporate in the story of the Detroit Pyramid. The more you talk about it, the better I like it. Get some investors together. Make it happen.
1: That might be a tough pitch. That would be a tough pitch. (laughs) You know, it would be something that, I mean, when you think about it, you're going to see this happen a lot. But There's going to be areas that are going to be left behind. Detroit's just a large city. I mean, there's a lot of room. And mm-hmm. if you look at Detroit, they didn't become two million people in 1953 or whatever the year was that they achieved two million by growing up like Manhattan or Chicago. Right, they or spread out, it spread out. Right. spread out. So those two—that's two million people in single-family homes and duplexes right. and you know fourplex boarding houses or something like that. But uh, there's a lot of land available in Detroit. They're turning yeah, down they're down Sixty thousand a year. As fast as they can. Sixty thousand. Well, they're horrible. They're yeah. I, I used to drive my mom by. She grew up behind Olympia, on uh, Marquette and uh, Lawton. When I say behind Olympia, um, uh, they were shadowed at about 3 p.m. <laughs> they didn't have any sunlight after 3 uh, yeah. p.m. because it went uh, over Olympia and it cast That's a shadow you know, on right? it. Yeah. That's where my mom uh, grew up and like, she passed away um, about three or four years ago. But every time I went down to Detroit, if she was with me, we'd always go by the house because she always wanted to see. It. But, and every year it was like more and more houses. It was a full block with 24 houses on each side, I mean, you'd reach across, you'd shake the hands of the person next door to you through the bedroom windows and stuff. That's how compact it was, but one by one, you'd just see these houses going away, and they'd be burned out. And and sometimes it would take them a couple of years, they'd stay burned out for a couple of years, and then finally they'd get ripped down. And uh, I went by there again recently, eh, probably four months ago or something like that. The house was still up.
0: scary, it Was that a scary trip?
1: I'm not a, I'm not afraid of anything in Detroit. The, the weirdest thing really? we had, when Mayor Duggan first took office, and he had all the street lights out because he was going to replace them, I went to the east side, and there was all the lights were out. No businesses were in business. No, there was no houses that kept lights out. on. Poor people, I mean, these were abandoned houses, and there were no street lights. That was eerie. That was very eerie. But um, other than that, I mean, um, but I... That could be an attraction. The problem would be trying to sell it.
0: Yeah. They'd rather put the money into a casino where it's just going
1: to be a little... Well, not just, not just that, but it's like... What you're doing I mean, is you're, you'd you have to go into a neighbor and saying, look, your neighborhood is so bad that we can't even tear everything down and put an auto factory up. We can't even do that. Like we did for well, East Jefferson. All the farms. Like, we did, like we did. Like oh, we you should see yeah. the farm. Have you been down there recently? No, no. Oh, I drove down. Um, it's like an actual farm. Uh, yes. They have tree farms, mostly tree farms on the east side. I drove no, down no, no. Uh, Charlevoix, and um, where there had maybe been eighteen to twenty-four houses, these lots were now. Christmas tree farms, maple tree farms are basically, those trees that you see at Home Depot, they're growing them in Detroit now. And it does, and it, it doesn't- It's really
0: harder to steal a tree. I mean, that's why it's safer to grow that. It is hard to steal a tree.
1: <laughs> First, you gotta steal <laughs> the big, you gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta steal the big claw machine to, to, to take the trees. Now you gotta go to a home and garden. <laughs> show, yeah, you gotta-
0: a Exactly.
1: You gotta go to a home and garden show, wait until nobody's looking, hop in to the tree picker, Hot wire the thing. The tires on the thing are taller yeah, than any man. You know, have you ever seen these things? Uh, I don't know. I imagine they're. Huge. Oh, they, they they have these claws that go in those they get the tree here, and they just kind of. They almost look like ice cream scoops, but they kind of close yeah, that think right. and then they just lift it straight out. You know, any roots that rip are ones that weren't big enough to hold it. Yeah, and then they stick them in these ramps and hose them down, of course. So the, when they wrap it, that moisture will stay in there. And then they transfer them to wherever, wherever they need yeah. the trees. But <laughs> that's how hard it is to steal a tree. So... That would
0: be a funny police chase. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be funny. The leaves hitting the... Like it would be raining and the leaves start hitting the, the windshield of the police car and they're trying to wipe it off. And they, Three escape. guys
0: run out, but one just tries to hide behind the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then the police <laughs> starts shaking it to see if there's anything in there. The leaves are falling down. I'd imagine they can't grow food there though, or there used to be houses because yeah, they probably okay. don't clear out all the foundation and stuff from under um,
1: Usually, what they do in those cases, um, I'm familiar with a group that does it in central Detroit near um, Central High School. What they do is they come in, they plow uh, with a, a large industrial, not a farm one, but a large, like you would for building a road or something like break that. Up yeah, down. break everything up. And then they kind of break it out. And then anything that comes out that looks like construction of any kind or something. something as, yeah, something that a human created. It wasn't anything that God put in there or nature. And then what they do is they kind of level it up and then just leave about three feet and put three feet of topsoil on it. Oh, okay. So anything in, and and usually by the time something gets down past three feet, you've harvested that stuff it's anyway. Well, the tree they don't care about. Nobody's going to eat a tree, so you're not worried about what you're what you're eating. You know,
0: three feet at Oh, that's for safety you're you're yes. not just so it grows, but oh, so not just yeah. So so the the
1: that you, so that you don't because okay. the, the roots now, if it gets below three feet, will start going into that brown toxic root, whatever, toxic whatever, and they test it. I mean, they test it. There's a, there's a big movement down there. Restaurants are using that food now. If you go to Eastern Market on Saturday morning, you ask them, What's the, what of this has been grown in the city? They don't advertise it that much, but people know where it's at. And they'll go down to Shed 4, Booth 30, or something like that. They all know. Well, that's my idea.